All right. Good evening, church. All right. We're here again for another uh, Sunday evening service. Uh, again, talking about uh, the theme, Walk with Someone. Uh, so if you don't know who I am, again, my name is Alex Lorio. I serve here uh, on staff at First Pres, and so we're excited uh, that you're here this evening as we worship. Um, <clears throat> so just getting, uh, just getting you caught up, because there's really nothing, you can just come on into the on-ramp of this series, uh, but we are talking about walking with someone. We're looking at uh, biblical relationships uh, throughout Scripture uh, and highlighting them and seeing uh, what the Lord can show us and teach us in our lives. Um, and this week, we're going to be looking at the amazing relationship between Ruth and Naomi. Uh, as we look back, uh, we see the relationship that we talked about last week, which is between David uh, and Jonathan, and how two friends were not only able to display their friendship in word, but they were also able to display their friendship in action. Uh, and we touched on three things last week uh, between their friendships. It was commitment, it was ownership, uh, and it was vulnerability. Uh, three very distinct topics that, of course, we, we can sit there and say, yes, these are things that I've attributed to. But we also know that, Lord, these are things that I've also, maybe I could work on as well. Uh, and today we enter the narrative uh, that is different in many ways, yet continues to build on this theme of what does it mean to walk with someone. Uh, so if you would like to, please turn to your Bibles. We're going to be in the book of Ruth. And Ruth, again, is only uh, four chapters long. It's really uh, not a super huge uh, book in the Bible. Yet, I, in my opinion, it is one of the most impactful, powerful books uh, in Scripture. There's a reason why when we talk about uh, the lineage of Jesus, um, which is, again, praise the Lord, which is why we're here, uh, to lift his name above every other name. Uh, but when we talk the lineage of Jesus, you see that it is written, Ruth is very much a part of that because of her actions and her faith. And so before we uh, get started, as you're turning there, and as you can see, we're going to be in Ruth chapter 1, verses 8 through 18. And I'm going to just give you a little bit of background really quickly. Uh, as we enter into the story of Ruth, we see that a famine has hit the land. A, hem a famine has hit the land um, and so there is just scarcity um, everywhere they are. Um, and in the midst of this, this family that is led by Elimelech, uh, Naomi, uh, Malon, and Chilon, uh, those are really unique names, those are really awesome, by the way. Uh, <laughs> bro, I'm just chillon, bro, I'm just chilling. It's all good, but <laughs> that's really cool. Um, but as you see this family, of course, Malon and Chilon, uh, have uh, Moabite women as uh, their, their fiancés, their, their, their wives. And so we see this famine has hit, the family has moved, and um, the head of the household, Elimelech, has passed away. And again, so the area that we're talking about is around Bethlehem. And again, Bethlehem, in translating, of course, the meaning of it is house of bread or house of food. So you have this area of land which is named after an abundance of food now hit with, watch this now, famine. And then you have the head of this household, which is named Elimelech, which his name is God is Lord. And so he dies. And so now the two sons that are supposed to step up, they also die. So now we're in this situation where there's a famine Elimelech has passed away, and his two sons have passed away. And now Naomi, 
is alone with Orpah and Ruth, with nobody to stand for their family and to continue the family line. This is the situation that we walk into. So as we read, please follow with me um, as you read uh, Ruth chapter 1, verses 8 through 18. I know that's a big chunk, 10 verses, but we're going to get through it. Okay, let's read. But Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, her two daughter-in-laws, go return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt uh, with the dead and with me. So she's hurting. Um, the Lord grant you, uh, the Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in his own home, in his own house of her husband. Then she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. This really hurtful, hard moment. And they said to her, no, we will return with you and your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Let, let, again, let's sit in that of, of, of Naomi's feeling. Why will you go with me? Yet I have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands. Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say that I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear a son, would you therefore wait until they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her what? Her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said to her, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything, but death parts me from you. And then Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, and she said no more. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord stands forever. Let's pray. Father in heaven, before a single request comes out of our mouth, Lord, we say thank you for being you. We thank you for your written word as we're able to dive into it, as we're able to get to know you more. Lord, I pray that you open our hearts and our minds to the truth of who you are and allow us to leave this place, uh, Lord, more refined, more renewed, and more in love with you uh, than when we first walked in. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And God's children said, amen. amen. All right. So again, we're set in this, um, we're set in this scene uh, where there's a lot of hurt. And I think when we look back at life and we look at our lives or the lives of those that are around us, you have also seen this and you've experienced this. Maybe you, you're recently going through this season now. Or maybe you know a friend that is going through that season as we speak. And a lot of times that season becomes difficult. I was just talking with a young adult friend right now this past during lunch. But I'm, I'm finding it more and more common between our young people um, and maybe if it's also with the generation that's above us that we don't like to reach out or to extend a hand in the moments of hurts or in pains. We feel as if, man, maybe I'm just in your way. 
And that's that I, I think when you see the church and you see the church family and you see the church body, it, it's never urging you to create more distance. It's urging you to draw closer. Amen. It, it, you, see this, you see this clarity in the word that I want to draw near to your pain. I want to draw near. I want to walk with you as you're going through these moments. And so today we're going to be talking about two things um, as we look at Ruth's life. Uh, we see loyalty with compassion uh, rooted in the relationship, uh, which, which derives from the heart, um, the heart not to leave when times are tough, and the trust and providence rooted in God's favor. Uh, this is the posture and the positions uh, to review uh, to seeing God's blessings. So uh, as we jump into the first one, again, it's loyalty with compassion, Naomi asked her daughter-in-laws to leave her, and she desires to spare them from the anxiety, fear, hurt, and lack of life from being with her. And Ruth chooses to stay with her mother-in-law. And the beauty of this relationship is displayed as we see her desire to walk with Naomi. Now, again, we, were talk we, we wanna know how we can see this applied to our lives. And I think what we see when we see Ruth walking with Naomi is a sheer determination that I am not leaving you. I'm with you. I am loyal to you. And we, we don't necessarily understand or, or see the motivation behind this. But what we know is, is, is that there's two different daughters. There's Orpah, that of course, she's from her land. And of course, her family has her gods. And then you have Ruth which is similarly from that land, but you see two different reactions and we see two different responses. And my, my, my prayer for you is that we would have a heart that again, because of our relationship with Jesus and knowing that he has not abandoned us and we see how Ruth moves and God will honor her heart because she says, no, rather than going back to my old land, back to my old people and back to my old gods that I used to worship, no, 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 I choose to walk with you. I'm loyal with you to the end. She is loyal in the face of adversity. And we see this in verses 16 and 17. Follow with me again. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you will die, I will die and where I will be buried, may the Lord do also to me more, if also, if anything, but death parts me from you. You see this sense of loyalty from Ruth, urging them, do not urge me to leave. Again, four things. Your people are my people. Your God is my God. Where you die, I will die. And then what does it say at the very end? May the Lord do to me also. What's, what's funny is that we recently just went through Valentine's Day, right? Valentine's Day was this past Friday, or for others, Singleness, Single Awareness Day. Whichever, one, whichever one's you, it's okay. Don't worry. We celebrated one way or another. You celebrated with, with a significant other, or you celebrated with, you know, maybe a big bowl of ice cream. Who knows? And, and Netflix. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or you're with friends, or you came, uh, like my college students that came to the house. Praise God. And we had an amazing time. But usually when you hear of the story or the narrative of Ruth, you see uh, a relationship just spring right up, right? You're just thinking about Ruth and Boaz, right? And you always hear the story of how, like, Boaz is just this 
this man of a man, you know, and, and we see it um, with my sisters in Christ. She's like, Lord, just send me a Boaz. Praise God. I just, I just desire to glean from here, right? And so before we even get to the gleaning, I think, I think what's interesting is, again, before the relationship that we talk about Ruth and Boaz, the reason Ruth is in that position to begin with is because of her heart. Right? I think, I think there's value in seeing the heart of people and the heart of walking with somebody. And, and I believe when we look at our lives, you know a couple friends that you would say, man, no matter how, how hard it's been, that person's been there for me. No matter how difficult it gets, that person stands there. Or maybe a family member that says, man, no matter when I'm in my, my darkest time, I'm able to run to my uncle or my aunt or my grandma or my grandpa or whoever that person may be for you. Ruth was in that position not because for the sake of, man, this would make a great relationship talk, which, by the way, it does. I'm not taking that away. I'm not taking that away at all. But you have to understand before Ruth even gets to the, the field to glean, she first made a decision to choose God and to choose Naomi. Do you see this? She made a decision in the midst of all brokenness, in the again, of famine. The, 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 the father of her husband has passed away. Her husband has passed away. His brother has passed away. And in, in the cultural times then, it's just, those are three women in one household. Who will be there to stand for them? It is a really difficult situation. And notice the heart of Naomi, again, going back to it, saying, please leave me. Please, I, actually, you know what? Like, it seems as if the Lord has done wrong to me. So you know what? Just get away from me. Get away from me. And maybe you've seen that in, in, in some, some relationships or some friendships that you've had where the, dif- the situation is difficult and you see them sometimes pressing away. And that's not the response that Ruth, Ruth's response was different than Orpah's. Orpah saw that, and again, I'm not trying to, I, I don't know Orpah right there, you know what I mean? But what I do know is this. She said, they wept bitterly, right? They wept. So this was hard for Orpah. But she wept, and she said, I'm going back to my place, back to my people. They wept, right? There was still hurt. There was still a lot of heart there. But Ruth said, not only do I weep with you, but what is for you is for me. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. Your God is my God. And in a situation where everything is bad, she, she still says that. And she also adds, may the Lord do to me also. What is that if not putting trust and being loyal to Naomi as her mother-in-law? You also see loyalty in action by remaining steadfast. She remained steadfast to Naomi. Seeing again, the definition of steadfastness is uh, resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering. Resolutely, again, being uh, an admirable, purposeful, determined, and unwavering manner. And dutifully, a, a conscientious or obedient manner. That is her, through and through. She, 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 she dug her feet into the ground and said, I'm with you, and I'm not leaving you. I've made my commitment, and I've made my choice, and I've said my words. And we've seen that reflected in last week's sermon as well. That Jonathan had made, not only by word he said, I'm with you, but by action he said, I'm with you. She goes out uh, then to sustain the family that she has. In chapter 2, 
uh, verse 2 through 11, you start to see her. Uh, she goes out and she leaves Naomi. And of course, there is a family member, right, in Boaz. And so Naomi asks her, go there and see if Boaz would have favor for you. And she does. And he does. And he says, you can glean. Don't go anywhere else. I'll tell my young men not to touch you. This is the only place you'll go. And I will protect you here. You see four things as far as when she's sustaining her family. You see her fight. You see her fight for Naomi. You see her fight for the family that she has. You see the value in it. The reason why I fight is because I value the life of Naomi and I value the life that I have with her. The grit to say, regardless, even if I'm gleaning and there are all these other young men out here, I'm going to go out and I pray that the favor of the Lord will be with me. I'm going to get mine. And the boldness to go up and show up, to be there. Her efforts were diligent and intentional. We see that in verse 5 and 7 in chapter 2. If you're already in chapter 2, you see that in 5 and 7, follow me. Then Boaz said to her, said, said to his young man who was in charge of reapers, whose young woman is this? And servant who was in charge of reapers said, she is a young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came, watch this now, she came and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. She has gleaned uh, and so, so that her, she, having her mother-in-law in mind and the family that she has and she was blessed with, she, she considers it a blessing. She was present. Naomi decided and said, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be present. She showed up to stand in the gap for Naomi. She was able, she used what she had to serve and to love the best way that she could. She might not have had much, but you know what? She still went out and she did. She used the gifts that she had to go out and do that. And she was determined. She did not stop until her goal was accomplished, even if it required sacrifice. This was the heart and the posture of Ruth as she went out to go and glean. This was the motivation and the mindset that Ruth had as she went out to go and glean. This was where her heart was as she went out to go to glean. And as she went out to do all that she could do with what she had, having her relationship in mind with Naomi to actually walk with somebody, you see what happens next in this trust and providence that's rooted in God. You see, I talked about last week how my professor talked about how sometimes when he came into class late, he explained to us that you never pass up people because people are important. And you will never understand the impact that a, a friendship, a relationship will have on an individual and that you don't pass up people and that you do the best that you can with what you have and you remain loyal and you say, I'm, I'm doing this because God has commissioned to me. This, these are fingerprints that the, that the Father has had all over me and she's gone out and do, has done this. And so what do we see? This trust and providence rooted in God. A, a trust rooted in the God of Naomi. We see this in chapter 2, verses um, 8 through 13. Watch what it says. We're still there, so you just continue on, 8 through 13. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter. Do not go and glean from another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping. 
uh, and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? When you are thirsty, go in the vessels and drink, and the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to them, Why have I found, fa- what? Why have I found favor in the eyes that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me. And how you left your father, your mother, and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done. A full reward be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. If it is not one of the most beautiful blankets of declaration over Ruth's life, I don't know what is. And now we know that Boaz didn't see Ruth and just go, what's up, girl? What's up? What's going on? Who are you? You're not from this land. I want to get to know you. It was so much more than that. It was so much more than it's just like you you just look different and I want to get to know you. What's your name? It's much more different than that. He has heard the testimony of Ruth. He has heard her heart. And what, I love what he said at the end. The Lord repay you for what you have done. A full reward be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, whose wings you have come to take refuge. Trust, as she was committed to Naomi and her new faith in the God of Naomi that would bless them. Trust, as she would be diligent to honor her family members, uh, to honor her family member that her family would respond, which Boaz, again, was a part of her family. And then we see providence. We see this, if you go to the end, the last chapter, you see in chapter, chapter four, you see that Boaz redeems Ruth and Naomi because of the family relationship, and I'm not gonna get into it, but Boaz was patient enough because there was a redeemer in front of him that could have that taken the land of Elimelech, taken Naomi, and taken Ruth. And he was patient and asked him, if you will not take it, I will. And the other redeemer said, you can take it. And so Boaz stepped forward to redeem, to redeem Naomi and Ruth. And what we see in this sense of redemption is providence. We see providence. Ruth presented herself to Boaz, and Boaz was honorable to, to uh, his place as a redeemer. He followed through. And he recognized it, and it inspired him. And I think that's something we could take away too, that the way that you are a friend will inspire other people to be friends. You see what I'm saying? The way that you walk with somebody will inspire others to walk with others more fervently, more loyal, more compassionate, more loving, more merciful, more gracious. Your relationships that you have around You are not just for you. It's a reflection of the fingerprints that God has all over you. Church, my prayer is is that you would be a reflection. Your relationships would be a reflection of Jesus, knowing that he is the greatest relationship. He is the one that is intentional. And it's through this providence that redemption is the blessing. So I end off with this as I I come to the close. that the way that we apply this to this life is that we look at several things. First thing is that we look at Ruth's response to a broken situation. She was unwavering and loyal. She said, your God is my God. Ruth had no obligation to further walk with Naomi. 
yet she was loyal and compassionate. This is a clear reflection of what is displayed ultimately in the Father and God the Father and through the life of Jesus Christ. And even though we were rebellious, he never abandoned his people. And though we might have, uh, and though he might have disciplined them, even in the most dire and difficult situations, God has been faithful and gracious. And you see this in the stories of Noah, Abraham, and even in Egypt. Jesus has never abandoned you, and he invites you into a relationship with him now. So my question to you is, do you know him? Do you intimately know him? And are you ready to continue to respond to the relationship that you have with Jesus? Are you ready to respond to the relationships that you have side by side with the church body or with your friend groups that continue to spur you to follow him? Jesus is here and he desires to walk with you. And the church is here to walk with you as well as we are focused on the centered of Christ. And as the musicians come forward and wrap up with these last two, you see the faith of Ruth, that, that Ruth was faithful to a God even in her dire circumstances. She remained faithful, regardless of the situation. And the last thing that you see, and probably one of the most important ones, is this, and I pray that you hear this, is that she trusted in the sovereignty of God the Father, a God that she had not yet known, yet she was introduced to in a really difficult situation, yet she remained faithful. She said yes. And maybe that's some of us right now. Maybe we just need to say yes. And maybe we just don't understand how the Lord works all things, but I pro- I, I, my prayer is that you would just say yes. That even in a moment where, where right now the land seems dry, say yes. The relationship is difficult, and sometimes you don't know how to handle it. Lord, yes, help, give, me, give me eyes to see, give me ears to hear, give me, give me the words to speak. Let me have feet to draw near towards because he's sovereign. He's sovereign. He's in control. In this narrative, again, you see just this grand testimony that, that exceeds far beyond this story. She said yes, and she submitted to God's plan and his will. God took a situation that would seem dire to the most, and yet through the faithful acts of a woman, of the Lord that desired to serve and be obedient. She has become the very ancestor of King David. She has a child with Boaz. And she becomes the great-grandmother of David, whom would become one of the greatest kings Israel had ever seen. And who, through another covenant, would be prophesied that there is another king coming. And ultimately, she is a family, an ancestor of Jesus Christ. One of the names in the genealogy of Jesus, Ruth is mentioned and will always be remembered because of her heart, of how she was and how she decided to say, yes, I will walk with someone. So be loyal as Christ has demonstrated his loyalty to the Father and to his divine plan, having trust in the Lord that is at work in your friendships and how you can, my prayer is that you can also see how you can sharpen as iron sharpens iron to one to another. And the fruits of your friendship, which is the providence, will be reflected in a manner 
for you to live your life in God's sovereign will.